plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star. You are. The party starts now. Well, hello and welcome, Power Partners. This is Star Style Be the Star You Are, our informational playground brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I'm coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to catapult you from wishing upon a star to imagining your dreams as if they have already happened and making sure that you are living your dreams today, tomorrow, and always. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. The website is bethestarur.org and we hope that you will go there, visit, and consider making a donation. There was just an article about Be The Star You Are, um, 23 years serving the world in the newspaper, so that was exciting. This is by Henry Brooks Adams. A teacher affects eternity. He can never tell where his influence stops. And I want to say, or she can never tell where her influence stops. And that is such a truism. I think we find that every single day that we don't really know who we're impacting and how we are keeping keeping somebody motivated to be the best they are. Well, it is Cybersecurity Month (laughs) this month of October. So we're going to be talking about that and give kind of a refresher on how to keep yourself safe from online phone, text, and mail scams coming up here in our first segment. And in our second segment, it's like the perfect thing for today because we're going to talk about the weather. You know, humans have been complaining about the weather since the dawn of mankind, but it's only in the past century that predicting the weather has become a science. So we're going to discover the history of the National Weather Service and find out what the forecast is. And I am excited because the forecast for us here in Northern California is rain, finally, after months and months and months of dry and fires. And they're hoping that we'll get enough precipitation that it will actually put out some of the fires that are still burning so uh, badly and are that only there's some of them are only 50% uh, contained. So let's hope that we get a, a good downpour, not enough for a flood, but a downpour. And then in segment three, a topic that's really dear to my heart, we're going to talk about empathy. It is in very short supply these days, and we need to show that we care about people and uh, and employees. Um, we need to lead with empathy, care about others, value, respect their opinions and thoughts. You know, we never know what someone else is struggling with. So just keep tuned in. We'll listen and we will learn. Well, um, talking about um 
protecting our accounts from fraudsters. Um, It is Cybersecurity Month, as I said, and we want to talk about ways to help safeguard our online accounts from all these scams and spam and all of that. Most of you already know it, so it's a refresher course. But I I feel like I have to read these things and keep up on it because it seems daily I'm getting things either by text, phone, or email that I know are coming from some other country and could definitely um, make my life unpleasant. So this is the good news because there are some simple steps that you can take to protect yourself. Now, first of all, um, we'll talk about two, and also I want to protect your accounts. So you want to install some reputable antivirus software on your devices. And always be sure to enable automatic updates on your computer. And the reason for this is I know I never used to do that because sometimes then I'd get an automatic update and then I would try to get on my computer or my phone and something else wouldn't work and it just bugged me. So I usually would try to find out what's the update about first. But now it's to the point where we really do have to um, to update, have automatic updates because these automatic updates are actually preventing fraudsters from some of the malware that they might install or from phishing, what all of that. So there are a lot of other methods. So all of these people, they're trying to steal your usernames, your passwords, and to remotely access your computer. So you always want to use a username and password for each of your accounts and keep them different because these, um, these compromised login details that are on the dark web, they are sold to people. Um, and and um, not just, you know, like conglomerates, it's almost like mafia that, that buy them. And then they test them on various websites to find people who reuse credentials for multiple accounts. You have to be aware of social engineering scams because fraudsters will sometimes pretend to be IT or security personnel from a well-known company. And they'll request remote access to your computer or ask you to disclose a password under the guise of fixing some non-existent issue on your device. Unless you have initiated that contact with that company or that person, never grant access or give anybody your password. I know I had to just change um, my Microsoft 365 program from GoDaddy to Microsoft itself, it was really involved. There were some things that just didn't happen, I guess, and there were it just it took uh, literally a couple of weeks of trying to get this done. But I couldn't have actually transferred it without having a Microsoft person um, come remotely on my computer. And even though I had initiated it. And I knew I was calling Microsoft and I had been in contact with the, the, the same um, tech people at Microsoft several times. I was still nervous about it and just made sure that if I had to do anything that had passwords that I had, they had to log off first and then they'd have to log back on. 
The other thing is um, enroll in two-factor authentication. I know it is a pain in the rear end, but um, that will really help. It's usually your email with a mobile service provider account. And that two-factor authentication, it's abbreviated as 2FA, just in case somebody says, you know, do you want, do you have 2FA? That acts as an extra hurdle for fraudsters. And even if they find out your username and your password, if you have two-factor authentication, they probably are not going to be able to get into you. And then add an extra security that might be offered by your mobile uh, service provider. Some mobile phone cameras, um, I mean cameras, carriers will offer features that will prevent these uh, spammers and scammers from um, porting your phone to a new device and attempting to use your phone. So that's something crazy. I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but um, I'm sure you're getting calls from your own area code, and it might say your own town, but the reality is, is the call is coming from China or Nigeria or, or Russia or Africa or somewhere else. Um, it, that's what is porting, and it's really, really frustrating. I have one time I've actually had my own phone number calling me, <laughs> but obviously it wasn't me. So how do you spot a scammer? Well, it's a, if it's a business or a sender you don't recognize, unfamiliar links or attachments asking you to click on something, really look for misspelled words and poor grammar. That's always a sign. And any scare tactics or urgent language, like you have to do this right now or your, your electricity is going to be turned off. Nobody does that. I mean, real people, real companies don't do that. If there are any extreme or strange subject lines that don't make sense. And generic greetings. You know, uh, scams are rarely addressed to you by name. Instead, they may start with a generic hello, or dear sir, or dear madam, or sometimes it's actually, you know, sir slash uh, madam. So those are just a few things. But um, it's, it's really important that you look carefully at your text and your email before clicking on it. And an example is a lot of them are copying and pasting things from really common sites, and they're just pretty much phishing to see if you have that account. Um, I recently got one from Netflix, and the email looked exactly like a net, what a Netflix would be when it says, oh, you know, hate to see you go, you know, click here to reactivate your account or whatever it is. Well, you know, I mean, I knew that, th- I just knew I hadn't I hadn't closed anything out. And when I looked carefully, because in in the email, in the address, it started off with Netflix. But then when you kept going, it had all these other numbers and letters after it. So it was a made up email. So we have to be really careful. We don't want to be a victim. You know, I always say there are no victims. They're just volunteers. And the, the bottom line is, is that we can protect ourselves from being a victim if we're cautious. 
Um, and we don't want to volunteer to get in trouble. But sometimes I know, because I get in the same thing, is that we're super busy. We're expecting that text from your bank. And sure enough, something comes through and you click on it. And then wham, you're like caught in that, that horrible web. And, you know, the uh, experts say that not a day goes by that they don't hear about other cybersecurity attacks. And it, what we need to know as individuals is it's not just big business that are falling for this. It's just regular folks like you and I that can be the target. And that includes things like ransomware. And what that is is the bad guys look at your computer over the Internet and then they try to extort money from you to get your files back. You know, they literally lock your files. They lock your computer. Um, You've probably seen stories of it, you know, where like, I don't know, a pirate face comes up or, you know, something, some scary image comes up. So during Cybersecurity Awareness Month, we really need to protect ourselves and be aware. So uh, passwords, there, these are some password tips from the pros. And I love the way this was put is passwords are like underwear. Change them often, don't share them, and never leave them lying around. So there are a lot of people that have used the same password for all their online activity. But again, that is really a bad idea because if a website's hacked and your password is exposed, the cyber criminals are going to try to use it on another account. So that's where password managers come in handy, and that's a way to keep them safe and to remember them all. And then again, as I said, that two-factor authentication to log into your online accounts, that is really critical. And I, every time you get asked, do you want two-factor, you should click yes and add it. I didn't want it, uh, I know in the beginning, a few years ago, I never wanted it because it was like so much extra time. Then I had to wait to get a code on my phone. And what if I didn't have my phone next to me and, you know, all that. But I think it's actually very smart. Um, Again, getting back to if you think that authentic looking email or text is from your bank or from some account, but it asks you to urgently click on a link to verify your info, just remember, although it may look legitimate, it is most likely a phishing scam. And there is a person or program that is trying to lure you into giving out your personal information, like your bank account numbers, your credit card, your social security, passwords, and they usually want to steal your identity for financial gain. So we got to be careful. So, um, be aware that your bank, because I, you know, there's only a couple of banks that I bank with, but I get these phishing emails from, you know, popular banks saying um, you're over, you're overdrawn or a deposit was just made to your bank account. Click here to see it. And of course, I don't even bank at these places. So I know that those are phishing. But the IRS, um, your bank, any, any, you know, places like Schwab or Fidelity or any of these financial institutions, they are never going to ask you to quickly to confirm your financial details in that manner. So if you're ever in doubt, the best thing for you to do is just to get the 
direct phone number of that company and you call them already, you know, you call them or if get their direct website or email and you contact them. Don't don't I just don't click on anything if um, if possible. And then um, as far as anti malware, you know, malicious software programs, you can get some things for free because they can identify, they can quarantine, they can delete, they can report any suspicious activity. And you um, that's really, really an important thing. Like, let's see here. I'm looking where are mine on my computer. I think there's there's like an antivirus one, um, Avira. A-V-I-R, yeah, it's called A-V-I-R Security. That's one that you can get for free. And so you can get the app and it can help you. So, you know, you might want to check to see what is, what's out there. But again, be careful because you don't want to download um, any kind of malware. There's another one that's called Malware Bytes. That's also a good one that will check your computer and um, it gives, you know, it detects and protects against threats and malware. And, but it does, um, it does need your full disk operating system to be able to do that. So you can, um, if you want to, if you want to have that, that is a good one. Um, Some other backup information and it doesn't matter how you do it, but make sure to back up your computer regularly. You could do it on an external offline drive or an online cloud service. You could do both. But you want to be proactive about backing up all your important files because that will minimize the damage if your device is hit with a direct or an indirect attack. Or, you know, if you spill a glass of water or a glass of wine or any of that, um, all of this can help you. And if you're too busy to remember to back up, there are, there's a, several free softwares out there that will automatically back up your files to an external hard drive or a cloud account, like, you know, every day at 1 a.m. or something while you're sleeping. And um, to hedge your bets, I really suggest that you invest in a couple of hard drives or solid state drives, and that way you know that um, you are going to be safe and keep them in different places. When my computer, my other Mac crashed this summer and I had to buy a new laptop, I had three backup disks that I had done religiously. But when it came to backing up, two of the disks failed and only one worked. So I was really happy that I had done three. So don't let the cyber attacks happen to you. Don't let them, that these um, scammers and and uh, cyber cyber uh, what would you call them? Cyber criminals take any of your information. We definitely don't want that. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. When we come back from break, we're talking about the weather. Please stay with me. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america it's power time on star style be the star you are with your passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan now back to the power party this business of show business is calling well we all complain about the weather, and it's the perfect day to talk about the weather because today here in Northern California, it is um, gray and cloudy, it's sprinkled, and we're supposed to have rain, actual rain, for the next few days. So I am so over the moon and so excited because our garden needs it so, so much. I'm normally a hot weather Love the sun, you know, love summer, but I'm over it. <laughs> I'm really ready. I'm ready for some uh, some hot chocolate and some some fires in the fireplace and that smell of pumpkin spice and, and rain drops falling on my head. Well, um, for centuries, as I said, humans have complained about the weather, but in 1848, the Smithsonian Institution decided to do something about it because weather conditions had been considered either to be God's will or explainable only by Holmstrom, you know, the nostrums like clear moon, frost soon, or by observing, say, the behavior of ants because they don't like rain. The Farmer's Almanac promised readers more accurate forecasts when it debuted in 1818, but even those predictions were determined by a secret formula, and and actually, the predictions are still by a secret formula today. I know one of those that I'll just uh, say as an aside, uh, growing up on our farm, was um, before spring planting, if you wanted to know if the soil was right for spring planting, we would pull down our pants and you'd put your bottom in the soil. (laughs) And if it was kind of too cold and wet, it was like, nope, not time for planting. It had to be just right, kind of like three bears. I always thought that was funny, but but it actually worked. Well, Joseph Henry, who was the first secretary of the Smithsonian, tried something new, and it was called 
crowdsourcing. Does that sound familiar? The institution handed out weather monitoring equipment like thermometers, barometers, and rain gauges to 150 volunteer observers across the United States. And every day, their localized reports arrived by telegraph. The Smithsonian generated a national weather map that it displayed on the National Mall. And the map became so popular that tourists who viewed it, they would be especially interested in knowing the condition of weather um, where their friends or their family at home were, were living. So it was an amusing novelty, but it wasn't any consolation for lots of people that were um, crossing the United States. For example, two years earlier in 1846, and you've probably read about it, 42 members of the Donner Party perished in an early Sierra Nevada snowfall that they had no way of foreseeing. And if you haven't read about the Donner Party's uh, misadventures, it is just heartbreaking and horrible. But um, it's definitely worth, it's worth reading the history of it. But in time, the number of Smithsonian volunteers, it grew to more than 600. And then, of course, technology improved. And slowly, auditors found ways of determining what rudimentary climate data collected about the skies um, were telling them. So they could look at, you know, the heavens in in Denver, and they would probably then be able to forecast what might be happening in Chicago and then New York and then as you know as weather moved east. So reports about temperatures, humidity, wind and cloud formations just flooded in and still data didn't always reach the right place at the right time. For example, in 1869 on the Great Lakes, 97 ships were lost in one four-day period with a big gale, 97 ships in one four-day gale. Well, in the year following that tragedy, so in 1870, President Ulysses S. Grant signed a resolution into law creating the Division of Telegrams and Reports for the Benefit of Commerce. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that um, if we have time at, at the end of this segment. But the Smithsonian's Weather Observation Network was then turned over to the Army, which began issuing official forecasts capable of seeing, I mean, not very well, hazily, but about 24 hours ahead. So the threat from sudden weather disasters diminished and shipborne commerce vastly improved. That meant doing business in America increasingly meant knowing what the weather was going to be. So the division would evolve into the National Weather Service, which would become part of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and part of the Commerce Department. The first U.S. weather balloons took flight in 1909, and they improved the study of temperature, of humidity, and air pressure. And then another breakthrough came in the 1920s when the balloons were equipped with radio uh, transmitters, and then they had real-time observation of the stratosphere. That was the first time that became possible. So for the first time, researchers observed not only the width of a weather system, but also its height. And then during World War II, 
radar operators noticed patterns of interference on their screens and that it aligned with heavy weather. And the science of radar meteorology took off. And that's still in use today. So confident were some mid-20th century weather mavens that they speculated that the heavens could be manipulated by chemically altering the atmosphere. They were trying to make bespoke that wonderful word or curated weather. (laughs) And they thought if they could do that, it could bring rain to farmland, snow to ski resorts, and that would be just the perfect dream. Well, obviously it didn't pan out. It sounds great, it would be great, but it didn't work. And Americans today are just really happy that we have our smartphone, weather apps, and but they're actually powered by the National Weather Service computer and satellite data. And they give accurate information that access instantly so that we can all stay safe. So the average three-day hurricane landfall forecast can now pinpoint a much more specific swath of at-risk coastline. 100 miles in 2020, compared with 300 miles in just 1990. So in just, you know, in that amount of years, um, so much technology has evolved. So this can really reduce stress and cost of false alarms. And over the same period, this is really great, the average tornado warning has risen from five minutes to 10 minutes. So it literally doubled, giving you 10 minutes to prepare. I wish that we had that for earthquakes. It's still only at about 15 seconds. Um, But I guess 15 seconds could help you get under a desk or a table or, you know, under a door jam. So will climate change erode our confidence in everyday weather predictions? Well, maybe, but not in the short term, because climate change itself won't affect weather modeling because the timescales are so different. So in, um, in predicting weather now, they're forecasting on a much smaller time scale, usually out only three months at a time for a seasonal forecast, and that's at the long range. And climate periods are defined as average conditions over 30 years. So North America weather, it's no less violent than it was when the Donner Party set sail on their prairie schooners Um, before becoming victims of the problem of American storms. But the National Weather Service now has over 4,000 workers, and they're going to keep finding ways to keep us safer and help us live with the weather. And that is obviously a very sunny forecast for all of us. But A little background on the National Weather Service, because it is an agency of the United States federal uh, government, uh, which is tasked with providing weather forecasts, warning of hazardous weather, and other weather-related products to organizations and the public for the purposes of protection, safety, and general information. So in 1870, going back, talking about Ulysses S. Grant, there was a joint resolution of Congress And their mission was to provide for taking um, meteorological observations at the military stations in the interior of the continent and other points in the states and territories to give notice in the northern Great Lakes and on the seacoast by magnetic telegraph and marine signals of the approach and force of storms. Remember those 97 ships that 
that uh, faltered in 1869 on the Great Lakes. So the agency was placed under the Secretary of War as Congress felt that military discipline would secure the greatest promptness, regularity, and accuracy in required observations. So within the Department of War, it was assigned to the U.S. Army Signal Service, and uh, there was a general, he was a brigadier general named Albert Meyer, and he gave the National Weather Service its first name. Its first name was the Division of Telegrams and Reports for the Benefit of Commerce. I don't even hear the word weather in there. That it was interesting. So um, when a, a Grant granted this, um, granted this whole benefit of commerce and gave it, put it under Albert Meyer, um, then we, there had to be, it had to keep going. So there was a man named Cleveland Abe, and he began developing forecasts using daily weather data sent by the Cincinnati Chamber of Commerce and Western Union, which he convinced to back the collection of information and was, a, was appointed as the Bureau's first chief meteorologist. And in his earlier role as the civilian assistant to the chief of the signal service, boy, they, they had just so many different divisions. I don't know who, how they know who was doing what. Abe urged the Department of War to research weather conditions to provide a scientific basis beyond the forecast. I love it that they're talking about science again. And he would continue to urge the study of meteorology as a science after becoming the Weather Bureau chief. And there was a debate that went on between the Signal Service and Congress over whether the forecasting of weather conditions should be handled by a civilian agency or the Signal Service existing forecast um, office. And of course, another congressional committee was formed to oversee the matter and recommend that the office operations be transferred to the Department of War following a two-year investigation. So it did become a civilian enterprise, though, in 1890. It became part of, guess what? the Department of Agriculture. And so it's just so interesting how it went from department to, to department. And it established a network to distribute warnings for tropical cyclones as well as data exchange that related um, that would relay European weather analysis to, to the Bureau, and then we would do the same thing. So um, that was launched in Massachusetts in 1937. And it, you know, for some reason, the Bureau prohibited the word tornado from being used in any of its weather products out of concern for inciting panic. And um, because there were high death tolls in past tornado outbreaks due to the lack of advanced warning. So that's why this advanced warning I was telling you about really, really made a difference. Then the Bureau was moved to the Department of Commerce in 1940. I tell you, this the Weather Service really, really moved around. And then uh, the Weather Bureau became part of the Environmental Science Services Administration when that agency was formed in August 1966. And that Environmental Science Service Administration was renamed the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, in 1970, 
with the enactment of the National Environmental Policy. So that's how we got to having the National Weather Service be part of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And of course, today we have Doppler radars are deployed to improve the detection and warning time of severe local storms. And they replaced all of those other systems sometime between 1988 and 1997. And hopefully with our phone apps and weather apps that we have, we'll know whether we need an umbrella today or whether we need to wear a tank top because it's going to be sunny. But whatever, I am so grateful that we have the weather service and that we can predict the weather and kind of not only know what to wear, but if you're traveling, what to pack. <laughs> you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about a very important virtue that we all need to embrace, and that is empathy. And we all need to learn how to walk in somebody else's shoes. Don't go away. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. Coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. Be the star you are. The star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. The Chinese have a powerful proverb that states, if you want joy for an hour, take a nap. If you want joy for a day, go fishing. If you want joy for a year, inherit a fortune. But if you want joy for a lifetime, help someone else. Joy is a feeling of fulfillment. It can be found at work, at home, and anywhere when you are willing to experience it. Start by taking one day a week to share joy with everyone you know. Offer a smile, a kind word, a compliment. Help with a difficult project. Increase your offerings until you are joyful seven days a week. No need for a seventh day break. Your joy will bless them, but it's going to bless you more. Give joy every day, and your bottom line will rejoice as well. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information about Cynthia Bryan or Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I.com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. You are the star. 
follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Well, we are back, and this is a very, very important segment because it's something that's really um, dear to my heart. And it's really about caring and empathy. So I really feel that we all, this is something that all of us can do and we all need to embrace. You know, empathy is really the key to success. And it might be one of the most important qualities in not only guiding your life, but if you are leading a company or part of a company and being part of a company, because it is. It is learning to walk in somebody else's shoes and seeing things from their perspective and feeling what others feel and using those perspectives to guide you and to guide your actions. But empathy is something that is often overlooked and it's very much misunderstood. But empathy can help your team can help you and and your team just become stronger during the toughest times. Uh, Recently, there was a study published that HR firm um, Kronos conducted across 11 nations, and they found that a third of employees developed more trust in their employer amid the COVID-19 pandemic because of how their employers reacted. Nearly the same percentage of employers citing uh, burnout concerns also wished their organization would act with more empathy. You know, and this is something that I think is um, is so critical because especially in this past going on two years, what are we at, 20 months or something now, is that we people really don't know how one another uh, is feeling because you're really not together. So you could be proud if your company, if they've handled things by staying together, you know, by really banding together during this pandemic and being committed to the mission to provide um, like meals to people if you needed them, to help them transition if they needed to work at home, whatever it was, you know, to have the protocols necessary to keep them safe, but to give them some flexible schedules or allocate extra emergency sick time because people were getting sick. So you you just never know what struggles someone is facing and staying attuned to other people's feelings, and again, if you are running a company or just working at one, to stay in attune to your colleagues' feelings and emotions, it's going to allow you to better recognize if issues are starting to arise that can put you in a better position to help others avoid burning out. Because burnout is a really big deal in today's uh, business world. It's uh, people are working harder, they're working longer, and they're usually working for less money. So it's tough. Um, as business leaders, we really have to focus on solutions. But a 
a key part of leading with empathy involves non-judgmental listening. We have to gather information and try to understand why people feel the way they feel. And if team members believe they can be honest with their employer and with one another, then they'll respond pragmatically and they'll be more likely to discuss their true feelings and their true concerns. And their trust in you as their leader is going to help you develop stronger bonds throughout the company. So leading with empathy will allow your team members to operate with empathy too and to better consider the viewpoints of others. Leading with empathy helps everyone know that you care about them on a personal level and that they mean more than their title. They mean more than their benchmark. They mean, you know, more than what the company has required them to do. So you ask how they're doing. You remember their birthday. You remember their kids' names. Maybe their dogs and cats and all of those things. But the key thing is to be sincerely interested and concerned and not phony about anything, to be really sincere about what's going on with them. Because a company can't succeed without caring and involved employees. And if we value our team members for the dynamic individuals that they are, for being the stars that they are, they will value you as well. So it's all about being present. I mean, it's very easy to be distracted these days. We live in really kind of crazy times where there's so much going on and everybody has so many balls in the air. And especially with what's happening with the pandemic, even though some places are opening up one week and then the next week things are closing down. I just was reading today how the new, uh, there's another There's a variant on the Delta variant that's sweeping through the UK. And now um, scientists and doctors are urging politicians that they're going to have to go back into shutting down some things, social distancing, um, uh, you know, definitely requiring mask wearing again. So it's, it's challenging until we can get out of this somehow. We all have too much to do. We, none of us have enough time to do it all, but if we operate with empathy, it means that we are living in the moment, we're present right now, and we're blocking out distractions so that we can give someone else our full, undivided attention. And if someone is trying to tell you something they feel is important, and you're only half listening because you're answering your phone or you're looking at your emails or you may be texting or you think that you might be missing out on something, you probably are going to miss an important clue on what's happening with your friend, your colleague, your employee. And this is going to be, this is going to uh, cause a lack of trust. So we're all guilty of doing those things. But if we can lean in to empathy and just really decide that we are going to look at how other people are feeling because everybody has struggles and everybody has a life and it's sometimes it's hard you know I think the hardest thing 
is when we are put on hold and where we are on customer cons- uh, customer service, you know, on hold. Or we're trying to get a hold of a company for whatever reason. The phone company is the worst. You have to push this button and that button, and then you get automated voice, and then you get disconnected. And, you know, it's, I know every time I talk to the phone company, customer service, I'm like, I can't believe it. You're supposed to be the ultimate communicators, but we can never get through to you. However, when you're having these frustrations of being on hold and pushing every button, when you do get that customer service person on the line, attempt to remember that it's not their fault. Be empathetic with what they're going through and dealing with issues and problems and challenges literally all day long. Ask how their day is going. Let them know that they're doing a good job. Give them a compliment first and because that will help them kind of ease into the situation. And, you know, it's going to help you to be a more caring person because that person on the other end of the phone or even if you are, you know, at a store and you have a complaint, that person has a family and a life and struggles and bills to play, uh, bills to pay, not play, bills to pay. And they're probably dealing with their own things. So just have some empathy. The same goes when you're driving and you get cut off. Instead of giving somebody, you know, a, um, a bad sign or getting angry or cursing under your breath or whatever and giving yourself a heart attack, just think about something terrible must be happening with that person. So, again, attempt to be empathetic. Now, with that being said, um, I just wanted to say about if you do have to complain for something when it is really legitimate, you can get can get um, get your complaints resolved and you can get results, but you need to keep your cool. So before you pick up the phone or go online, you need to take some time to prepare yourself. Again, think empathy. And whenever you need to make a complaint, first take your emotions out of the conversation. Essentially, it's all about being kind, being nice. That's because an angry customer may put a customer service rep on the defensive, and that's not what you want. It's so much better just to state your case. So the more precisely that you can describe the details of your situation, the more likely you are to get results. And while it's important to provide context and give the picture, be careful not to overwhelm the company with unnecessary information. You want to, if you're submitting a complaint, only mention the facts. And if you purchased a faulty product, Take pictures, attach them to an email or a social media post. If you're complaining about a service, it may be worthwhile to review the service description before you make your complaint and point out what was left out or altered in your case. And you could even copy and paste the service description into your message to the company. And if you've called a company repeatedly about in-app service and you've been ignored, Explain how many times you've called and when, and that you're a loyal customer, and that you want to continue to patronize this uh, this business, but what you need is some service. So always say what you like about the company, and then let them know 
how that they can make what you are looking at as being wrong, how they can make it right. In any event, speaking with a human is always going to be your best bet. So if you don't get results by submitting an online form or using an automated online chat system or an automated attendant via phone, see if you can reach a customer service representative. And sometimes that's not easy because phone menus and websites, they often now don't provide a way to reach a a person directly. And you may have to look outside of the company's resources to find out how to get in touch with an actual actual person. And you can do your own research and you can actually go to um, www.gethuman.com and it has phone numbers and shortcuts for how to reach a real person at a lot of different companies. Sometimes you can even find the names and contact information of a CEO or a C-suite employee via LinkedIn, and that could help you get to the top. But whatever you do, just remember that it's really important that you be kind and empathetic. Being empathetic will help yourself, and it will help others be more empathetic back. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you for tuning in every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific time. That's California time. Uh, We really love bringing you information and sometimes some humorous uh, tidbits from history as I did today with the weather service. You can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Be The Star You Are, please visit bethestaryouare.org. And for information about Star Style Productions, go to CynthiaBryan.com. We're getting close to the holidays and we do have our books on sale And any of the books that I have written, the money goes to the charity and it, um, and you can find them, get auto, auto, you know, autographed copies, as well as lots of extra goodies. If you go to the website, star style radio, uh, store. So star style store.net star style store. Okay. Dot net. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And until next week when we celebrate together once again, remember that love always wins. Miles will keep us happy. And uh, and we want to always be kind because kindness will prevail. I'm Cynthia Bryan. I thank you, and I encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self, and have a wonderful week. And I am so looking forward to rainfall. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be 
For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.